You know, I want to talk this morning, I'll entitle this message, A Life of Faith. A Life of Faith. And you'll see and, and uh, why I want to minister along these lines today. I, I guess I was over just the conversation with that pastor. Uh, I mean, I wasn't... Uh, I, and, Really didn't know which way I'd go till last night. Well, actually, yesterday the Lord started talking to me about this, uh, just as I was out doing some stuff at home. And uh, but I, I want to go to read a few scriptures here in in Habakkuk two uh, two four, and I'll let Billy punch that up here. And I wrote some of these scriptures down so I wouldn't have to turn to all of them. And uh, Habakkuk two four says this: the last part of it. The, lat, the B part of it, which she's got the whole thing up there on the wall. And it says, but the just shall live by his faith. Or hers, if you're her. But the just shall live by his faith. What shall the just do? Live by whose faith? His. His faith. If you look up that, those two words, shall live, shall live. Let me tell you the meaning of shall live. And uh, I'm going to kind of put it in the context of what I'm saying. It says to, uh, <clears throat> it means to live, of course. The just shall live by his faith. And I'm just going to put, I'm going to read the scripture and throw what it says in there. I, I could read the whole, but I think it, maybe you think it a little bit more about it if I put it this way. It says the just shall stay alive by his faith. The just shall stay alive by his faith. The just shall be preserved by his faith. That word preserved, listen to this. The word preserved means to be kept, to keep or save from injury or destruction, to defend from evil. He said the just shall be preserved by his faith. The just shall flourish by his faith. The just shall enjoy life by his faith. The just shall live in happiness by his faith. The just shall breathe by his faith. The just shall be alive by his faith. The just shall be animated by his faith. Animated means lively, vigorous, full of spirit. The just shall recover health by his faith. The just shall live continuously by his faith. I'm telling you, your faith is very important to your good life. Amen? So in Habakkuk said that now the just shall live by his faith. Romans chapter 1 says this. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation... For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. In other words, for everyone. For in it, in the gospel, in the word of God, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. As it is written, when he said as it is written, he was talking about as it is written in Habakkuk 2.4. As it is written, because they always lean back towards the Old Testament because of its types and shadows of the new. So Paul said, now the just shall live by what? They shall live by what? Y'all still remember shall live? Y'all got Y'all need to get that. Shall live. And actually, if you have a New King James Spirit-filled life Bible, if you'll look on there, you'll see it. It shows shall live. 
it gives all this stuff in that new spirit-filled King James Bible, all this stuff in there. And in Galatians 3.11, Galatians 3.11, the, the latter part of that, the second part of that says, For the just shall live by faith. But the just shall live by the faith. For the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38 says this, Now the just shall live by faith. Now the just shall live by faith. Four different times we heard it quoted, the just shall live by faith. Four different times. The just, do you think he's trying to tell us something? Now the just shall live by faith. Look in Hebrews, if you will, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I just want to, I'm, I'm going to preach, teach this morning. I'm telling you, this is, I just want you to know right now, this is a very important subject. Very important subject. And so we definitely need to listen, have ears to hear. In fact, Father, I pray right now that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we'll know what is the hope of thy calling, what's available to us. God, I pray that what's about to be ministered and what's being ministered will not fall upon deaf ears, but God, it'll fall upon hearing ears. God, that we'll be attentive to hear what you have to say to us this morning. God, let us learn and grow. God, we're, we're, we're strengthening our faith right now. We're causing faith to come to us in Jesus' name. And Father, I know that uh, you want every person in this house to live a victorious life. And we have the victory through our faith in this world. So God, I just pray that you minister through me as a pastor and anoint me to minister this message that will transform and change our lives forever. Devil, I command you to take every distraction out of every, away from every person right now. We bind you and we say that each and every one of us is going to be attentive in the name of Jesus. And our main focus today will be on the Word of God and our, and, and what you have for our lives, God, that we can walk out of this church excited about what you're doing and about to do in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody say, Amen, 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 Amen. In verse five, Hebrews 11.5 says this. It says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Did you know there's going to come a time that Jesus takes us out and it's going to be because we have this testimony that we pleased God. So he said he pleased God, but notice what verse 6 says. Now notice it says, by faith Enoch was taken. This is a faith chapter. It tells about acts of faith and the works of faith, how these, what these people did. It said in verse 6, it says this. Now this is in your Bible just like it is in mine. I'm in the New King James now. It says, but without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many knows the definition of impossible? It can not be done. It can not be done. I said it can not be done. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that He is and that He is rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Listen, if we cannot please God without faith, we are going to have to operate in faith. Amen. Amen? And I want to teach you a little bit this morning about how faith works. And the thing about it is, if it's impossible to please God without faith, then we need to get in faith. 
You can't please God in doubt and unbelief. You can't please God in fear. You can only please God in faith. I read that one time and the Lord spoke to me. He said, Randy, it's impossible for you to please me without faith. And it's also impossible for me to please you without faith. I'm telling you, your faith has got to be working. Work in faith. Everybody shout work in faith. Hallelujah. Did you know you are not faithless? We say even the Bible says when you're faithless, he's still faithful. But the thing about it is every single person. Did you realize every person born into on the planet, every person born in the planet has faith, a natural human faith. I mean, you see people operating in faith all the time that don't even know God but they're operating in faith in certain areas of life. Farmers are, are faith people. They sow a seed and expect a harvest. That takes faith. I mean, people go to work and they expect to get a check. That takes faith. People tell you, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you X amount of money if you come to work at 8 o'clock on Monday morning when you start a job and you, you just show up. Why? Because you have faith they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Unborn again people do that. So they have faith. Why? Because we're created in His image. You know what God is? A faith God. So we have faith. And so it says, without faith, we cannot please God. And we, we have to know that He is. Know that He is. That God exists. How many believes God's real? Man, if you don't believe God's real and you're sitting in here today, we're gonna have, we got some problems. Well, that's an act of faith. Did you know before I was born again? I knew there was a God. I believed there was a God. Well, that was faith. I believed there was a God. I didn't know Him. Had no earthly ideal about Him. I just knew there was a God. I just believed there was a God. Didn't think nothing, didn't even hardly think about Him. But if somebody says, I believed in God, I would believe in God. I said, well, I believe in God too. Now, I couldn't tell you anything about Him. I didn't honor Him. I didn't worship Him. I didn't praise Him. I, he wasn't a part of my life at all. But the thing about it is, I still believe there was a God. It took faith for me to do that. Amen? Now look, if you will, to Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8. Ephesians 2, 8. And... uh, Who's working? Billy. I want, I want you to punch that up on the, in, the, in the Amplified, if you will. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it in New King James first, but she's going to put it up in the Amplified. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, as anyone should boast, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 8 in the Amplified says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Through your faith, and this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing, it came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Listen, God, God presented salvation to us by His grace, but we received it by our faith. And when we accepted Jesus Christ and if we believed upon God, we were saved by our faith, because of our faith and His grace. And so listen to me, we got to understand how all this works together in our lives, how faith operates. You believe, you receive. 
You, uh, you, you've heard it said you doubt and do without, you believe and you receive. Well, that's a true statement. I mean, don't, it ain't, we can't say it's a, what verse the chapter is from, but just reading the Word of God, we know that Jesus always upbraided them for their unbelief, but he always, uh, 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 he always bragged on them because of their faith. Huh? And so he says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Listen to me. Grace is a gift God has given us, and salvation is a gift that God's given us, but it can only be accessed by our faith. Did you know your faith is what causes access to the blessings of, and, the, and the, the promises of God in your life? There's all the promises of God in Him are yes in Him, amen. But if you're going to access those promises, you've got to believe them. You gotta believe that God wants to bless you. You gotta believe He's rewarded of those who diligently seek Him. And listen, listen, you ought to be a diligently seeker. You ought to be a diligent seeker of God. Now look, if you will, to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. We'll start with verse 6, and I'm gonna do this in the New King James. Paul writing to the Roman church, he said, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That is the word of faith which we preach. So the word is nigh you. It's in your what? It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. What's in your mouth and your heart? The word of faith which we preach. Did you know Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament? That's what he preached. That word needs to be in your heart and your mouth. It needs to be in your heart and your mouth because, listen to me, when I say it needs to be in your mouth, it don't need to be held in your mouth. It needs to be released from your mouth. Huh? And so he's telling us the word of faith has to be in your heart and in your mouth. And it's the word that he preached. You say, well, what did he preach? Well, read the God, read the uh, epistles of Paul and you'll find out what he preached and then what Jesus preached and what God spoke in. Uh, anyway, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Verse 9 says this. He says that if you will confess with your mouth and the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. You will be saved. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on all this, but I guarantee, for the most part, everybody in here is saved, right? Born again. You're born again. Well, you did something to get born again. You did an act of faith. What was that act of faith? You said something with your mouth and you believed something in your heart. And because you did, something supernaturally and miraculously took place in your life. In other words, the Bible says you passed from death unto life just simply by saying, Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again. And I believe that you're my Lord and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I confess that with my mouth and I believe that in my heart. And all of a sudden you change from one kingdom to another. You literally went from the kingdom kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You was translated out of darkness into light because of what you said with your mouth and what you believed in your heart. Listen, unless there is a connection there, nothing happens. 
That's where faith works, in the, in the heart and in the mouth. So he said, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again. You will be saved. You will be, not you might be. He says, you will be saved. And I can probably guarantee most people, most everybody in this church knows uh, when they were born again. You know that birth date. I know my birth date, uh, March 5th, 1978. And I know where I was born at, born again at. I know where I was born too. I was born here in Grosbeck. But the thing about it is, I was born again in a pasture. And listen to me, I didn't know a whole lot about God or the Word or anything else, but I knew something happened on the inside of me. Listen, I knew there was a connection between what I said and what I believed. I knew, I, and I don't talk about feelings though, because feelings will change from time to time. Your feelings will change. You, you can feel good in here and walk out and all of a sudden the devil pounds your feelings right then. But I'm here to tell you something. I felt like something happened inside of me. I knew something happened on the inside of me. Why? Because when my mouth and my heart connected, there was a miracle that took place. The greatest miracle you'll ever experience in your life, bar none, is the miracle of the new birth. When you were passed from death unto life, that's the greatest miracle you will ever experience in your life, is that new birth. Hallelujah. And you are the one who initiated that miracle. It's by what you said with your mouth and what you believed in your heart, right? You know, not every, you hear people all saying, well, I believe in God. Well, Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Because he said, you can believe in God and go to hell. Everybody, everybody, listen to me. You can believe in God and go to hell. Y'all right up there in the balcony? You can believe in God and go to hell. That's why Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, because there's many mansions in my father's house. If it were not so, I would have told that's John chapter 14. And he said in verse 6, he said, for I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the father except by me. The only way you get to heaven is through me. You can believe in God and go to hell, but you can believe in me and go to heaven. Huh? That's why it's important that we tell people about Jesus. Huh? Because if we just talk about, we talk all the time, and what God loves you and He cares about your life. And I've told people out of, out of, uh, from ministering, just telling them God loves you and He cares about your life. But I'm telling you something: God does love everybody, and God don't uh, God don't want any should perish. God loves every single individual. And he don't just love you because you're sitting in church. He don't just because love you because you read your Bible. He don't just love you. He loved you before you did any of those things. When you were enemies of God, He loved you. He cared about your life. That's why He said He sent Jesus to die for you. Why? Because if you'd believe in Jesus, didn't say if you'll believe in me, he said if you'll believe in Jesus, then you'll have eternal life. Huh? And so when you confess with your mouth, that's an operation or that's how faith operates. It operates in your heart and it operates in your mouth. You release your faith by what you say. And when they connect, miracles happen. He says in verse 10, but with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek nor the, or the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Did you know there's going to be people in heaven that called out to God in their last breath? Can you imagine somebody in their dying moment said, Jesus, save me or Jesus, help me. Listen to me. God, you got to understand something. God is not trying to keep anybody out. But at the same time, we got to understand not everybody's getting in. 
Right? But the thing about it is, he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Probably everybody in this church has called out to the Lord in some way, form, or fashion, and you're probably born again. If you're not, you can sure we can fix that right after, right when I get through ministering. But the thing about it is, you have to be operating in faith. You have to realize what's taking place when you say something and when you believe something. And here's the deal, and I want you to hear me real good. A lot of people's mouths are not lining up with what they say they believe. What they're saying is not connecting to what they say they believe. And then they wonder, what's, what, what's, why ain't something working? Because there's no connection. See, that's a power connection right there. The, uh, the, 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 what you say with your mouth and believe in your heart, it connects power. There, there's power that flows when that happens. And did you know you know when it does? I'm talking about you. Listen to me. You know when you're saying what you believe. And you know when you're saying what you don't believe. Am I right? I've said things before that I thought, I don't even believe that. Why did it come out of my mouth? I don't believe that. That's not the way I'm thinking. That's not what I'm believing for. It's totally contradictory of what I believe. Huh? Because what the devil would like to do is call confusion between your heart and your mouth. Kind of like Babel, the Tower of Babel. I heard somebody preaching on that the other day. Copeland, I guess. But the thing about it is, is we've got to realize faith will work in your heart and your mouth. The, 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 uh, the word of faith, which we preach, Paul says, righteousness has a voice and it's the voice of faith. Righteousness has a voice and it's the voice of faith. So faith works in the heart and in the mouth. Believing is the attitude of faith. Speaking is the action of faith. Believing is the attitude of faith. Speaking is the action of faith. You have to put faith or action to your faith. Amen. Look in Mark 11. Mark chapter 11. (laughs) I heard... I wrote down the notes and notes. I don't remember who, who said it, but they said, people aren't getting it till you get tired of saying it. As a pastor preaching to preachers, he said, people ain't getting it till you get tired of saying it. Come on now. Some people say, I wish you'd go to a different subject. <laughs> well, listen, the subject, the, did you know what we probably use more than anything else is our mouths? Right? Our mouths. Some people never shut them. Now, I'm not talking about nobody here, understand. Don't hit, don't look at nobody, please. Don't look at nobody. But the thing about it is, I heard, we had a youth pastor one time that that, uh, one of our elders said, listen, as much as he talks, he can't be telling the truth all the time. And he didn't, trust me. And so your heart and your mouth Connects, and I'm telling you, loose lips. How's that go? That's it. Mark 11, verse 12. Mark 11, 12. And I am going to read the first few verses in the Amplified and then the latter verses in the New King James. Verse 12, I'm going to read in the uh, Amplified, Billy. On the the day following when 
they had come away from Bethany, he was hungry. Talking about Jesus. And seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig, for in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same time as the leaves. But when he came up to it, he found nothing but leaves for the, for the fig season had not yet come. And he said to it, to the fig tree, no one ever again shall eat fruit from you. And his disciples were listening to what he said. Now he spoke to that fig tree and said, no man will eat fruit from you ever again because it was given a false impression and you could look at that in a lot of different things. We're just, I'm just talking about, I want to talk about just faith. The, actually, the real simplicity of faith is what I'm talking about this, this morning. And uh, so he said something. He said he cursed that fig tree to the roots, basically. And uh, then it goes on to say, in verse 20, Now in the morning, as they passed by, I'm in the New King James now, in the morning when they passed out, they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. They saw that fig tree that Jesus spoke to and said, no man shall eat fruit from you ever again. And they saw it dried up from the roots. Now, I don't know about you, but that was quick. Because I've cut limbs off of trees and they stayed alive for days. You walk out there and say, is it still cut off or is it still uh, hooked up? And so he said, it dried up from the roots. Now, notice what it says, verse 21. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. The fig tree you cursed has withered away. Now, they drew attention to it because they saw a miraculous manifestation of what Jesus... What, here's what they saw. They saw Jesus' words manifested. They saw Jesus' words manifest because didn't that bring it to him? The fig tree that you spoke to or the fig tree that you cursed has withered away. So they knew there was something about what he said that affected the, the, the outcome of what that fig tree would be doing. Now listen to what it says when Jesus told him that. Verse 22, And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Have faith faith in God, the Amplified says, continually. Also, it also has been said that says, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. So Jesus said, listen, he took this opportunity when they recognized what was going on to tell them how it happened. Now, listen, we need to look at the Bible and we need to see how things happen. We need to see what we need to do to get the same results. Did you know we can get the same results that Jesus got? I like what Paul, uh, Reinhard Bonnke, you ever heard of Reinhard Bonnke? He's, in fact, he was a missionary that came to the United States. And uh, I seen a picture of one of his meetings, uh, a video of one of his meetings in Africa that he had over one million people in attendance at that one meeting. You, it, you couldn't see beyond where the people were. You couldn't, you couldn't see the ends. How they ever all, how all of them heard that gospel, I do not know. I mean, there's speakers everywhere, but over one million people in attendance at one meeting. Well, there's a pastor in, in uh, uh, South Korea that's got a million member church. There's several over in Africa that's got over hundred something thousand people in attendance at, in one setting. 
And so it says, Jesus answered and said, Have faith in God. Notice what he said, For surely I say to you. Now, if I'm reading this Bible, I like to read the Bible like if it says, I say to you. He's talking to Randy Ayers. You need to make the Bible personal. It's a personal letter to you. Jesus is talking to you. Therefore, I say to you, well, surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, listen, you was impressed with a fig tree? You see that mountain? How many knows the mountain's bigger than the fig tree? Did you know, don't matter how small or how big your situation is, it can be uprooted. I said, no matter how big or how small your situation is, it can be uprooted, but you're going to have to be the root plow. Huh? And so he said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, this mountain sitting there, he's looking at that, whoever says to that mountain right there, be thou removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now listen, he was telling us how faith works. Did he say have faith in God? And then he says, here's how what, here's how the faith of God works. You say with your mouth, you look at that mountain and you say, be thou removed and cast into the sea and you don't doubt. And you don't doubt in your what? Come on, with your what? He did not say and don't doubt with your head. Because you're going to deal with doubts in your head. I'm telling you, when you're standing in faith and you're believing, you're going to have to deal with all kinds of things that's trying to throw in your mind and telling you why this is not working, why things are getting worse, why uh, you're not going to see this happen. And you've got to learn to cast those things down. Why? Because he said you cannot doubt in your heart. Because let, let me tell you, most people know in their heart that, bless God, God's working, God's moving, God's dealing with this, God's uh, uh, doing these things in my life. They know in their heart, but they're they're entertaining the thoughts in their mind. And if they're not careful, they hook their mouths to their feelings or their emotions or their soulish realm rather than connecting their mouth or their speaker to their heart. And they say, well, I just don't want, I just don't understand these, why these things ain't working. I, I, I believe in my heart that God's doing it. Yeah, but what is your mouth saying? What's your mouth saying? Well, it don't seem like I'm getting any better. Well, that is not, that's not coming from your heart. But yet, it's still coming out of your feelings. Do you know Jesus said you have what you say? And so he said, if you say, be removed and cast into the sea, and then if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say will be done, you will have whatever you say. I said, you'll have whatever you say. Listen, I'm not going to have what you say. Don't get quiet in this Holy Ghost church. I'm not going to say what you, I'm not going to have what you say. I'm just not. I'm going to have what I say. I'm going to say it again. I'm not going to have what you say. I'm going to have what I say. I'm not going to have what the doctor says. I'm going to have what I say. Did you know Jesus did not say what, uh, if you, uh, 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 you'll have what the uh, doctor says or you'll have what the lawyer says or you'll have what your boss says. You're going to have that. No, no, no. He says you're going to have what you say. If you say with your mouth and believe it in your heart and there's a connection when it connects something supernatural is taking place. I mean, when you confess Jesus as Lord and you believed in your heart supernaturally, you passed from death unto life and your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm talking about when in just a matter of uh, um, quick. 
And you've got to realize that's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. You say, well, I'm looking for something to change. Honey, you've got to believe something's going to change before you see something change. And so he says, you've got to say to the mountain, to the mountain. You've got to say to the mountain. You've got to say to the mountain. Listen, sometimes we're telling God about our mountain when we need to be telling our mountain about our God. So we need to be declaring to remove. We know what remove means. It means to take up or away, to go from one place to another. That's why it says to be thrown into the sea because the sea was the only thing that had the capacity to swallow up a mountain. But the thing about it is when you start speaking the word of God and speaking to something, speaking to something, Faith is not of the mind or the soulish realm. Mind, will, and emotions is what the soul is. Yet faith can affect your soul or your mind, will, and emotions. Faith can affect your mind, your will, and your emotions. So we can't get caught up in what, how we feel. Now, I, listen, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not being ugly, and I'm, I'm sure not unsympathetic un or compassionate because I'm compassionate. And, and, you know, I know if you're not careful, your, your feelings will control your actions. It will control your, your, your faith. It will control your, your mouth. But I'm telling you something. Jesus said, don't let the mountain control you. Remove it. Remove it. How do you do that, Jesus? By what you say with your mouth and what you believe in your heart. Huh? People say, I don't want to go to the doctor. I want, I'm scared what they might tell me. Let me tell you something. They might tell you about the mountain. They might tell you about the fig tree. They might tell you about the situation that you have a name now that you can actually talk to. Come on now, don't let fear stop you. And I, I don't know why I may be saying this to somebody. Don't let fear stop you from going to a physician. Because it's not a lack of faith to go to a doctor. Can anybody help me a little better? You know, you hear people say, well, if you go to the doctor, you ain't got no faith. Honey, let me tell you something. You go to the doctor and find out what's going on. You start, you start using your faith on that. Huh? Cancer's a name. And there's a name above that. And it's the name of Jesus. If you could say to a mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass, you have what you say. Why couldn't you say cancer? I command you to leave my body and to be thrown into the sea in the name of Jesus, never return again. Is that what Jesus told us to do? I said, that's what Jesus told us to do. Finances, whatever it might be, and you speak to that thing, you call it out. I've had to speak things in my body when I go to the doctor, find out what it is. I started speaking to it, speaking to it, and commanded it to leave my body, and it did. And it did. And God's no respect their persons. See, I'm so cautious. Listen to me. I'm so cautious about what I say. And, 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 and you know, I'm still working on my mouth. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I sure haven't uh, aced this thing, but I'm sure learning about this thing because I'm telling you something. If your body is controlled by your mouth, then you got to watch what's coming out of your mouth. Huh? You need to declare things like, I'll live and not die and declare the glories of my God. I believe God's healed me according to the, uh, the stripes that was put on Jesus Christ. 
And I speak to this thing in the name of Jesus. And then it goes on to say in verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When do you have them? When you believe you got them. When you believe you got it. Well, I ain't got it till I see it. No, no, that's not how faith works. Faith believes when you can't see it, they believe you still receive it. Huh? I've had people tell me they're going to do something for me and I thank them for it. Anybody ever had somebody say, I'm going to do this for you. And I thank you for that. I appreciate it so very much. You ain't got it in your hand, ain't got it in your pocket, ain't got it on wherever they say it, but you're still thanking them for it. Why? Because you believe their word. You believe they're going to do it. So you automatically start thanking them for it before you ever actually have it in your hand or in your possession as if you already have it. And that's what he's talking about faith. He said, you're to speak to that mountain, command it to leave in the name of Jesus, and then start thanking God that it's gone. That it's been removed. Why? Because you believe you receive. You believe you receive what you say. And just start speaking, thanking God for it, having a hallelujah party and a glory be to God uh, party. And just allow God to manifest what he's going to do in your life. And he wants good for you. I said he wants good for you. So basically faith works in the same way as when you got born again. You said with your mouth, believed in your heart, and bless God you were saved. Well, you say with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you receive anything else by faith that you, uh, you're desiring and you need in your life. Praise God. It's, it's, it's really simple. How many believes it's really simple? You said, well, it's hard to say what I can't see. Well, you know, you're actually going to see what you say. Huh? You're seeing what you say now. Amen? You said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going through something right now, and I've never said it. Well, then you've got to say something to get rid of it, to change it. Come on now, you've got you to stick with the Word of God. So we need to have faith in God constantly. See, Jesus taught the people, and of course we get the same teaching, he taught them to prepare them for situations in which they would find it necessary to take direct authority in the spiritual realm to impact the things in the natural realm. Let me say it again. Jesus taught the disciples to prepare them for situations in which they would find it necessary to take direct authority in the spiritual realm to impact the things in the natural realm. Here's what Jesus was teaching them to do, and I'm just going to close, to expect a miracle. You are to expect a miracle. That's hope. Expect a miracle. Expect good things to happen every day. You are to expect to live a long, satisfied life. See, expectancy opens your life to God and puts you in a position to receive salvation, joy, health, financial supply, or peace of mind. Everything good your heart longs for and more. Everything good your heart longs for and more. So you know faith works for everyone who will work faith. It works for all of us. There's been things I'd like to uproot. In fact, I've, I've prayed for crop failure many times in the fact of what I've sown with my mouth. Did you know sometimes we need to get a check on our mouth? Here, here's what we ought to do. Since, since I'm not going to have what you say, 
Because I guarantee if I had what some people said of me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a very good life. So I know this, I'm not going to have what you say, but I'm going to have what I say. And since you're not going to have what others say unless you start saying what they're saying, then you need to start saying what you say. You say, well, what the doctors say? Listen to me. Let, let me say real quick. I'm, I'm just going to quit. Y'all have heard me say this so many times. Listen, you're going to get reports every day of some sort. Some of them going to be good. Some of them is going to be bad. You go to the doctor. It may not be real favorable. You go to what, whatever you're going and dealing with. It's, you're not always in here favorable reports. But what you do with that is going to be up, up to you. It's not going to be up to nobody else. You can decide, I'm going to listen to what they say, and I'm going to quote everything they say. I'm going to rehearse everything they say and keep having what they say. Or you can say, I'm going to quote what God says and start rehearsing what God said, and I'm going to have what God said I can have. Now listen to me. You say, well, Pastor, I've tried that, and it don't work. There's the problem. There's a problem right there. I tried that, and it don't work. There's a problem right there. You already don't figure it's going to work. But you tried it. God never told you to try it. You will not find God ever say, try this. He tells you to do it. He said, here's what will work. If you'll do it, it'll work. And he's not a man that he should lie. If you do, it'll work. I said, if you do, it'll work. You said, well, how long should I do it, Pastor? You said, till you don't need to do it no more? Let me tell you, well, that's a good, good deal right there. But listen to me, you're to do it all the time. The life of faith is a life. You shall live by faith. See, when you get to feeling better, don't mean you're supposed to quit living by faith. When the reports say that everything's good and clear, you don't quit living by faith. We live by faith. And faith is the mouth and the heart connection. What you say with your mouth and believe in your heart. When you declare it, I know God spoke to me several years, many years ago, actually many years ago. And uh, I'm telling he said it was so strong and stern. I thought it was an audible voice. I looked around to see if somebody was in the room with me. Literally, I thought somebody spoke this. And it was so stern. It was so strong. And he said, he said this, Randy, I told you that you can have what you say. And man, I tell you what, I walked out different. I'm not saying I've said everything right since then. But I tell you what, I have put such a check on my mouth. The Bible says to be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to speak. So we need to pay attention. We need, we need to ask ourselves before we open our mouths, is this going to help me or hurt me? I'm, I'm telling you the truth this morning. Is this going to help me or hurt me? Is this going to bless my, my family or is it going to hurt my family? Because Jesus said your mouth or your words are containers. You're to, you're to get a book by Charles Caps on God's creative power will work for you. Anyway, what God told Reinhard Bonnke, I, y'all probably thought I'd forgotten I had, but he just brought it up. He told Reinhard Bonnke this. He said, my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth when you speak it and believe it. He told Charles Caps back in 1970-something, he told him, he said, I told my people they could have what they say, but they're saying what they have. So we have to be careful what we're saying. Be careful what we're saying. Amen. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for faith. We thank you that you've given us a